Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, welcome today. Glad you're with us. And I want you to turn to, in your Bibles, to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to be looking at God's Word on waiting for a miracle. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. Lord, we are so thankful. Again, as we've said so many times over this past few months that we can once again meet together. Father, may we always be able to do that as we see the day approaching. Lord, that we can come together and be encouraged through worship and through the word. Lord, you've made it unique. There's nothing else like gathering together as a church. Father, we thank you that as your spirit encourages us today, we, we go and we face another week. We can look to that week spiritually in a way that we couldn't any other way, and you give us hope. In Jesus' name, amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, you know, uh, just take a couple minutes here. I want to share a couple things with you. I, uh, uh, you know, last couple of weeks had this shingles and, uh, man, I've never, I mean, I've had a lot of pain, but nothing like, I mean, this has been unbelievable. It's like sticking your finger in a light socket if you move the wrong way and everything's going on over everywhere. It's just been unbelievable. And anyways, so <laughs> I, get a, I get a text in the middle of this. I want to thank you for City Church and your humor. Uh, thank you. But uh, so if, if you were here two weeks ago that I was talking about the chipmunk that he arrived again after two years, he, you know, started digging holes again, you know, right by the sidewalk, and I can't keep up with this guy. And the more I try and cover up, the more he digs. And so I'm just laying and I'm just so much pain. And so somebody texts me because many of you know that uh, uh, I love dogs, really love dogs. But, you know, the, how I feel about cats. You always send me cat Christmas cards and everything. It's really, really nice. And uh, so the text goes, the person anonymously sent me a text about that little chipmunk, well, if you had a cat, you wouldn't have that problem. <laughs> so, a little humor there in the midst of all this craziness. But, you know, as we look to God's word, and I think, is, could it get more crazy, the world that we're living in? I mean, what our young people are having to grow up in. Now, I'm going to read this to you. It's kind of hard to grasp. You can look it up. Before we look at God's word, I didn't know where it was going to fit in, but I just wanted to share it with you today. Uh, what we're living in today, now I want you to listen carefully to what was in the news. Most of you probably didn't, probably didn't see this, okay? Harvard University, a school that was established four centuries ago to educate the ministry, this is how Harvard was Established to educate the ministry, and, and that their adopted motto was this truth for Christ and the church has done the unthinkable. 
It has elected an atheist as its chief chaplain. Now, you're sitting there going, did I hear that right? It has elected its chief chaplain, who is an atheist. That doesn't even make sense. But this is where we are today. A couple verses that go with that. God is not the author of confusion. And also it says in 2 Timothy, always learning. Okay, this is a world today, smarter than it's ever been at any other time. Always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of truth. I I couldn't believe when I read that. Not only that, what their motto was when they established Harvard University, but I I don't even know, there's no words for it, that they have a a chaplain who is an atheist. They went on to explain why most people really are not sure what they believe today, and they thought if they put an atheist in there, he could relate more with what these people that don't believe anything. I'm like, what? You know, so this is where we are today, and uh, this is why your light can be really, really bright. Uh, in this world because we know uh, Jesus is the light and from his light we are the light. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7 through 9. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelation a thorn in the flesh was given to me a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this, in other words, where the Apostle Paul is saying, I pleaded with the Lord three times that he would, that it would, that it might depart from me, that the Lord would take it from him. And he said, Jesus said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. That's us today. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. What's important here? We get frustrated. Things are going a certain way. We pray, and we're waiting for that miracle, and it just seems like we continue to wait and wait and wait, and it's not happening. The Apostle Paul, who, who more deserving of a miracle than one who is, wrote most of the New Testament and the Apostle who brought more people and taught more people about Jesus than any other person in the New Testament other than Jesus. And here it wasn't taken from him. And he continues to pray. And the key to what we see here in your life and in my life, when we're waiting for that a miracle and we don't see it happening and something has happened that you need a miracle to something in your family, whether it's a health situation, whether it's your finances, whether it's a relationship, and we're waiting and we're waiting, the key here is this. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my affirmities. Why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. What is that? And in your life and in my life, what is the power of Christ? What is that? That's his words and his teaching that gives us power through the Holy Spirit 
That when you go through what you're going through and it continues to go and nothing's happening and more things happen. I always say when a devil hits us, he not only hits us once, he hits us twice at least. Bible says in Proverbs, the righteous person or righteous man is knocked down seven times but always gets back up. So what I'm here to tell you today, when you get hit, you're going to get hit again. And know that that the power of Christ that rests upon you, that you claim the promises of his word when you are waiting. You know, the last couple of weeks, all I kept saying to the Lord over and over and over again with this pain was, Lord, and I kept going over this verse, and we know. What do we know? And we know. And we know that all things work together for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Now, you know, when I was younger, ministering, this would happen, to my, something would happen, and this would happen to my life, and that, and my dad, you say, well, you know, I know, it's, I know it's not easy, but now you can, you know, you can relate with that other person who's going through that. And I'm thinking, man, am I going to have to go through everything to relate with other people? Well, <laughs> yeah? I mean, and so, you know, you're, you're saying, like, I, I, what do I have to do? What's, what's going on here? Know that it's not about that you're going to, that you, the Lord does something that you can share the gospel. We absolutely want you to do that. But know that he wants us to recognize that our power and our, 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 the where we can have peace is that through his word, that is the power that the Holy Spirit, that we rest in the promises of his word that matter what has happened in your life today, that miracle will still happen if we're able to just look to him and not look at our circumstance. Look at the second thing today. In 2 Corinthians still in chapter 4 and verses 16 through 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. Therefore, we do not Here's you and I today. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man, in other words, our outward being our flesh, is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. Why we do not look at the things which are seen. In other words, what you see right now that's not easy that you're going through. But at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. The things which are not seen are eternal. What is our light affliction? What does that mean? You say, Dallas, this isn't light what I'm going through. This affliction is not light. What it's saying is that when we turn to Christ, that his power may rest upon us. The heaviness, the crushingness of that is taken away that we actually, it becomes lighter because we're now resting and we give whatever we're going through, we totally give that burden over to Jesus. And then we don't, we don't have that, that pressure resting on us. So that's where we're able to go through what you're going through and still keep walking and still keep going because now you have given it to God and when we give it to God, it becomes lighter in that way. You know what? I don't understand what I'm going through. I don't get what I'm going through. You can say that of everything that many of you that have faced 
in your life. And as you say that, you can say, you know what, Lord? But I'm going to give this to you. And Jesus says, come to me, all of you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus said, I will teach you my rhythm of grace. Lord is going to show us if we're willing to ask him, Lord, take this from me, and he will. And he'll take that burden, and even though you're going through what you're going through, he is now in control of what is happening, and he will do what only you and I need him to do. In other words, he will give you the peace that you need through that. Let's look at another verse in Ephesians chapter 1. How, how, how do we do that then? If we're waiting for a miracle and, and we know that we can finally take whatever's happening in our life and we give that, we give that to Jesus to where he turn, turns, gives us his peace, gives us his hope, and that power rests upon us because we claim the verses in his word. As we do that, Ephesians chapter 1 tells us this as we close today, verses 15 through 20. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Here we go, right here. This is what we need. That the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. What is your power? What is exceedingly great of his power toward us? It's who believe according to the working of his mighty power. There it is again. It's his word. Believing in his word, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him. Notice now he's sitting at the right hand in heavenly places. And he also calls us to sit down with him. In your relationship, in your job, in anything that you're facing, Jesus said, if you're willing to wait, I'll wait with you. I will go through that with you. Maybe it's a wayward child. I don't know. It's for years it's been out there. Jesus says, I'll be there with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm here with you. See, that's the hope of his calling to know no matter how bad the situation is and how much you need that miracle today, God doesn't work in our time. He doesn't, he doesn't have any, there's no time when God is involved. He doesn't live by the clock. He doesn't say, okay, in, in another two weeks, that's going to be worked through. And he sends us something to let us know in two weeks that'll be over. no. God wants to build character in our life or God wants to protect us in some way. And so when something happens and we're waiting and we're waiting, that miracle, I'm here to tell you today because we, we inherit his riches. That miracle is still going to happen. I'm here to tell you today the way that you don't have to give up and quit is to believe what he tells us. If you're willing to believe it, he gives you the peace 
and the hope. Just get through another day, and another day, and another day. And God says, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. You know, several years before the church started and everything was happening in my life, and finally, uh, we, the Lord touched Jim and Lisa's heart to uh, really believe that the Lord wanted to start City Church. And, uh, and the Lord did. And, and that first Sunday down at Musica, and the Lord really blessed, and it was packed out down there. And uh, just we're so, I was just so thankful. And, and afterwards, I went out uh, to lunch with, with my two daughters, and uh, and they said, Dad, is unbelievable. How, how do you feel? And, I, and after all the years of everything that happened, and, and I, I just, the way that I tried to explain with them, it was just a, it was a sense of relief. I wasn't jumping up and down. I wasn't like, wow, going, you know, this is unbelievable. No, it was a sense of relief to see God work, to know that he always comes through. Well, God wants to get you to the place to where you're waiting on that miracle. When it does happen, he has built character in your life the whole way that when he so blesses your life, and he will, trust me, he will, that when he so blesses your life, that you're not going to go out and do something stupid like commit adultery or do the things of the world because you realize what God did along the way and he matured you and he built character in your life and he got you to the place no matter how much he blesses, you still always depend upon him and his riches and know what this life is about and it's about reaching other people for heaven, about knowing where we're living right now in this life, to know there is a calling for you and for me and when you face adversity in this life, know that Jesus is with you. And you need a miracle right now. I'm here to tell you today, it might be another year. It might be another two years. But he is going to come through. There's no question in mind. Trust me today. He is going to come through for you. He just says, and this victory, the victory that has overcome this world, anything that we face in this world, the victory that has overcome this world is our faith. Our faith. The greater adversity, the greater the blessing. His victory that has overcome this world is our faith. Today you're waiting for that miracle. Don't give up. Have faith. It's a Bible that we just read that we see the unseen. We ask for, Lord, give us the spirit of wisdom that we need and the knowledge, knowledge of not me, the, not the knowledge of this world, not the knowledge of what we have in a book, not the knowledge of experience. He gives us the knowledge of him, the knowledge of Jesus. It helps us navigate. And when he comes through, we will be so humbled and so thankful, and we will put our hands up, and we will say, Jesus, you came through in a way that I couldn't even imagine. Thank you. Let's pray. As our heads are bowed today,
you know, I know a lot of what's happening in a lot of your lives. I, I know prayer requests and the things that are happening from health to finances to all those things, and, and you're asking God for a miracle, and you, you do need it. You, you, you really do. And I want you to know that he's going to come through. And I know that he loves you more than you could ever know and your family and that he hears your prayer. And whether you're here today with the crowd that we have or whether you're listening or watching on YouTube, God has given us hope. He wants us to sit down and rest with Jesus in heavenly places that the power of Christ may rest upon us. It's his grace, his hope, his peace. He's going to come through. Just don't give up. He's going to come through. And when he does, you will cry tears of joy. You will be thankful. And you will say, Lord, only you, only you. That's in the knowledge of him. God's word says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're here today, if you're watching, then pray, Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for me. I believe that you rose from the grave and that you are now in heaven. And you want me to be there. And I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all my sins. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you today for the people that are here, people that are watching. Lord, as we stand in just a minute to sing this invitation song, Lord, you've reminded us again today, our hope is not in what we see in this world. Our hope, Jesus, is what we see in you by faith. There's someone here today that doesn't know you, as Ben leads us. May they come forward today and accept you as their Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. 
and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.